Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two rotund co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Hello. And behind the desk, as always, it is Bruce, the tugboat. Yellow. Well, week two has come and gone almost. We have two Monday night games tonight that we will preview later on in the show. Um, I know there's a lot of emotion at this table right now. Uh, I would like to go out and say that his sleeves are rolled up. His he's ready. Yeah, he's got the tight <laughs> sleeves right now. The short sleeve, tight sleeve combo, ready. Slipknot. Slipknot. I had pasta <laughs> before I came. Slipknot. You had dinner I, before I did, you I came. Did. I had to eat something, dude. I was starving. Did you? Nice. Um, a lot of emotion at the desk right now. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. As soon as we get through the news, the Lions versus Seahawks game yesterday. Um, but before that, how was your weekend? It was great. That's it? I work. Did you eat anything? Yeah. Just a hunger strike and a weekend. Just work. work. Just work, baby. Zolo? I'm not like UAW. I work. Was, uh, mine was good until about... 4.15 yesterday. It was a great weekend. I had friends in from out of town, from San Diego. Um, we had a nice time Friday night. We had a nice time Saturday afternoon. I went to the Michigan game Saturday night, and then yesterday was a blast until it wasn't, and then still had some fun afterwards, and got past Monday. What did you eat at the game? Do, are you, do you I eat didn't. at the game? Do you eat before game? Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. It's, it all depends. I did not eat at the game yesterday. Before, at the tailgate I was at, they had free shawarmas. Wow. Yeah. Was it like a Bucharest-sponsored event? Or it, like... No, no. Um, I don't, I, it's a tailgate that I just walked into. Walked into a few of them. <laughs> um, supposedly, it was a bunch of Michigan State kids from Birmingham that are like in their mid-20s now. And I was just meeting some people. And in that lot, there was a free shawarma. And I, uh, I grabbed one right before the game, about, about 12 o'clock. And then I walked over right afterward. And then after the game, I went to Bar Pagal because I was trying I, – I was very much trying to leave yesterday. But everyone left at one time, obviously. Yeah. And um, I was on the third floor of my structure. And then when that happens, they let all the foot traffic go first. So you could be stuck in that structure for an hour, hour and a half. I know someone a floor above me that was stuck for an hour, 15. Ugh. So 10 minutes after we got in the car, got out and walked to Bar Pagal. Did you and, have the uh, burger? Yeah, I sat at the bar and got the burger. How was the burger? It's good. Their burger's good there. It's good. It's not as good as Grey Ghost, in my opinion, but it's very good. It's a, it's the second or third best burger downtown. Wow. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that one off. How was the shawarma? If you had to rank the it. shawarma was good. Free shawarma? It was perfectly greasy. It was, it was, they had beef off of a spit and chicken off of a spit. And I love chicken donor. It's my top notch. So it was good. Good. Bruce, how was your game day experience? Uh... You know, same as Zolo was saying. Uh, disappointing, drunk, a mess, shitty. I wanted to do unspeakable. Was your brother swaying in the wind? But it got better because I paid, uh, you know, forty dollars to see Fifty Cent later that night, and uh, ended Eminem. up being a good time. Eminem, Eminem came out. Yeah, Eminem came out. He, he, I'm sorry. Fifty Cent was at DTE last night, and he brought out Eminem and Jeremiah. Fifty Cent. He's yeah. still relevant. Okay. Buster Rhymes was. God. Buster Rhymes? You don't even know who Buster Rhymes is. Yes, I do. Bruce, I saw them. How? What year were you born? 2000. Yeah, you don't so know who Buster Rhymes they, is. They, play, they did a show 
he did he did the anger management one tour in uh, 2002 i think it was at comerica or maybe it was at um maybe it was at um the palace but in 2003 he did two back-to-back shows at ford field and it was it was a saturday and a sunday i went to both shows i was a child i was like 11 but um I went with my family one night, and I went with a friend the next night, and it was Eminem, 50 Cent, and Missy Elliott. And 50 That's... Cent, it was right after the Eminem show came out, and then um, Get Rich or Die Tryin' came out. And um, the album, not the movie. The album, right, not the right. movie. Yeah. And 50 Cent was so good live that he was young. And then a couple years later, they did Anger Management 3 at Comerica Park before Eminem turned into what he was now. It was basically his last ever show while he was still – the good Eminem, in my opinion, and um, that was also Fifty was at that one, and that the, was also the drug fueled Eminem. Yeah, he was still <laughs> he was he was uh, he was on some pills then, unfortunately. But oh, why? Right. What's what's with this look right now? Yeah, just listen. Are we'll you let... being judgmental about concerts from the man who attends Slipknot and Marilyn Manson every listen year? Listen to me. Dude. <laughs> are you going to Not Fest this this, this winter? Uh, why are you talking shit about I'm not me, talking man. shit. Yeah, you are. You like I'm ICP, like, Uncle Sam? Fucking Drake, I'm not cool. Do you like <laughs> ICP? Are you a big Insane Clown Posse guy? I'm sorry? Do you like ICP? Absolutely not. All right, good. Right. <laughs> Overrated. Just making sure. Overrated. It might be a little bit of a red flag that you even know who they are, but uh, it's good. You don't think you... I know who they are? Come uh, on. I was worried. Well, I know a lot of music, Mike. You'd be surprised all the music I know. You know, I'm not surprised because you wear a new band shirt every time you're here. <laughs> Do you have a separate closet for just the band t-shirts? No, it's my closet. It's that's me. all that's in my it's closet is band t-shirts. <laughs> that's it. That and a couple flannels. All right. Should we get into some news? Ugh. Uh, first up, probably the biggest news of yesterday. Uh, everybody watched Saquon Barkley go down at the end of uh, that complete debacle. Uh, the MRI showed that he suffered a quote-unquote ordinary ankle sprain. Uh, they're expected him to be sidelined three to four weeks. So pretty much, I mean, Daniel Jones looked good at the end of that game, but they're going to miss Saquon Barkley. Again, we will cover that more Later on in the show, uh, the Cardinals have played safety Buda Baker on IR. That's a big loss for a team that didn't need any more losses. Um, Steelers placed wide receiver Deontay Johnson on IR. So he'll miss the next four weeks. Uh, George Pickens stock up big time there. Um, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor told reporters that it was hard to say whether Joe Burrow will be ready to play Monday night versus the Rams. Due to an aggravated calf injury, Bengals are still evaluating him for the next two days. You mean that injury he had all of training camp? Correct. Yeah. And Jake Browning is the next man up at quarterback. And tonight. and how many NFL snaps has Jake Browning taken? Sam? I'm pretty sure the answer zero? is zero. So that is not good. That's that's really pointing us in the For the 0-2 Cincinnati yeah. Bengals? Yeah. The Ravens winning. Good call, by the way. I, I will say, yeah. if you go back through my projections, not my picks, the preseason projections, I've hit it pretty fucking good so far. Just saying. Anyway. Do I think that uh do I think that Jake Browning's, you know, well, they're, thankfully they're playing the Rams, so we'll see. But well, I don't know about that. Are the Rams that bad? I guess we're gonna find out they're later not. in the show. They're for real. 
Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle has entered the concussion protocol. Don't really know, honest to God. Braxton Berrios looked like he was in midseason form last night. I was watching that game and I was like, Uncle Sam's just going to be. You know, that's my boy, Braxton Berrios. I wish he was still on the Patriots. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs have restructured Patrick Mahomes' contract. Uh, Over the next three years, he's going to make $210 million. That's it? Uh, well, over the next three years. He, he had been bumped down to eighth. Eighth, yeah. And they were trying to make sure he was back in that top three range. And on top of that, they guaranteed a bunch of his money, too. So I think he has some of the most guarantees now. So everything for the next three years is fully guaranteed. They need they need to do something. and Good move on their part, making sure that he's happy. Yes. You, you, you nip that while you can. So, excuse me, it's actually – it's. Four years. So from tw- from now till the 2026 season, $210 million fully guaranteed. Gee, that's terrible. Yeah. Awful day for him. And I think it's his birthday also. So that's not a uh, not an awful present. Uh, Devontae Adams, good to go after taking a huge hit yesterday. Uh, everybody thought he would end up in the concussion protocol, but Josh McDaniels came out today and said that he will not. Jacoby Myers will probably be out this week, but he is, quote-unquote, probably be out this week, but he is, quote-unquote, heading in the right direction as he makes his way through concussion protocol. And did anybody see Kareem Jackson's hit on Logan Thomas yesterday? Yes. Uh, the league has come out and made a statement that he they, he will not be suspended for Sunday's hit. He shouldn't be. Um, it did The hit did result in an ejection, but he will be subject to a fine for what appeared to be the helmet-to-helmet collision. Here's the thing. Kareem Jackson weighs about 180 pounds, and he hit a guy that's 275 pounds with his body. So, you know what? Give me a break. Give me a fucking break, dude. I mean, it was pretty. It was, it was a rougher hit. Yeah, it was. It's if you want to flag hit. him for it, I get it. You gave, you gave him the personal foul. That's fine, he dude. Got ejected. But to fine him and eject him, that's bullshit, dude. You want to give him a fine slap him on the wrist? I get it. But to eject him is fucking, that's stupid. I've seen worse and guys not get ejected. Uh, and a piece of news that I know Uncle Sam is thrilled to hear. Lions running back David Montgomery, who did not finish Sunday's game Some and was seen limping, bitch. told reporters that it will take a quote-unquote couple weeks for him to make it back. Put him in his field. walking boot and go and, get Leonard Fournette. Um. To, to wrap up our news segment today, there's something that I really wanted to touch on here uh, that I know Uncle Sam will also uh, have, have. It'll probably have a great impact on you. Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones says that he wants to increase minority involvement at the ownership level in NFL franchises. Who said that? Jerry Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was. I'm not gonna. I, lie. That one I'd was, like uh, to know how many minorities Jerry Jones has on his fucking repertoire. <laughs> Anyways, what? I, I'm just saying, man. Don't don't sit there and spew it if you're not doing it your fucking self. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I remember seeing his war room. He had one black guy in there. That was it. Should, he one. Should, he should. They one. drafted his son. Huh? They, they drafted, drafted his son. His Correct. Son. He should make. He was the family. only guy in there. Amen. Uh. Also, Rams rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua broke the NFL record for receptions through the first two games for a rookie wide receiver. He has 30 receptions in the first two games. Uh, And I think that was the news. 
Okay. Anything to add from either of you? I know there was a couple extra oh, lines. Oh, Mel Tucker is officially oh, there you go, yeah. being let go by Michigan State University. Uh, no matter what his hearing comes out, no matter what comes out in the hearing, he's done. Put a fork in him. He's done. That's it. Mel Tucker. Tuck is no longer coming, at least in that way. Anyways. Not surprising. Anyways, should we move on to the Detroit Lions? Fuck. Who wants to start? <laughs> Who wants to take this? You can off? go first, Uncle Who wants Sam. To take this off the rip. Go ahead. You go first, Uncle Sam. Well, here I'll give the little backstory I, from here. What I watched, it was the game was all hype. It was uh, loud as shit. Even the announcers were talking about they they haven't been to a place that loud. They're like, this is comparable to Seattle, who pumps their noise in, and. Um, they said that that was an extremely loud game. I, I liked the uh, fact that uh, Greg Olson did the did the commentary, color the commentary, commentary and everything for that. I like him. I think he's very good. Better than Tony Romo. He's that's, awful. That's Fox's number one football crew, by the way, who they yeah. got yesterday. Yet somehow that wasn't the national 1 p.m. game when, you, when you're out of market and they turn on another game. So we had the number one crew but didn't get number one billing. Somehow that went to Packers-Falcons from what I understand. Huh. Interesting. So, as I'm sure everyone knows by now, the Seahawks defeated the Lions at Ford Field 37-31. Lions hype train was over the moon after their week one win against Kansas City. Um, game did go to overtime. Zolo, what did you see? What did you hear? How did you feel? Do you want me to start from the top? Do I Take do it I have, all the way. Do I have full... You right. have full creative reign at the moment. Go ahead. Um, I'll start with sights and sounds, and then I want to get to my five things on, on the Lions like I did okay. last week. Um, the building was completely filled 10 minutes before kickoff. People were in their seats. That doesn't happen ever. I could think of one other instance. It was that Monday night game against the Bears in 2011, and they had the Tigers on against the Rangers in the playoffs on the screen, and people were watching it. And uh, the building was completely filled at kickoff yesterday. And it was loud from start to finish. The the fourth down at the end of the fourth quarter, the third down, right before Geno Smith got finally got sacked, um, just that I, I recorded it. And I, I, I've never heard – I thought it was louder consistently in that Monday night game 11 years ago, 12 years ago, but I never have heard the building as loud as I did than that third down. It was insane. And it carried into the overtime. It was outstanding. So Ford Field brought it as we thought they would. Um, and, and shout out to the fans. And I hope that one loss, even though it was kind of a bad and inexcusable loss, I hope that one loss doesn't derail that. Enough on the crowd and the atmosphere. Um, I thought the Lions relatively played well. I thought, I thought they played well. Um, the dark spot, and it's the first of my five things, was Aaron Glenn. Um, the offseason was designed to give him more pieces to work with, to make the the defense more athletic, to make them more versatile so they're able to cover different schemes. And it felt like from, from the start, because they came down the first drive of the game, um, from the start, it felt like that they didn't watch and Aaron, I'm talking about Aaron Glenn in particular, who, by the way, last year, if you remember, um, it was egregious last year. He he could have and should have lost his job last year 
um, for what happened, not forcing a punt and giving up a touchdown every time Seattle drove the field last year. The Lions scored 40-some points and lost. So this year they scored 31 points and lost at home. And it was as if they didn't watch any film from last year's game. They let Geno Smith, for the second year in a row, carve them up in a way that he wasn't able to carve up many other teams last year. He is a game manager, and they made him look like a world beater. Now, he made every throw, of course, but there was almost nothing downfield, and there's a reason for that. They do this thing in zone where they bend, but they don't break, meaning everything is underneath. They get beat every time. Their linebackers were beat every Every time by those tight ends, whether it was Disley or Font, they were carved up. And therefore, the Seahawks were able to convert every third and long, second and long. And they were just able to march down the field, except for a little period in the second half. The Lions did really well stopping it. Um, And I'm really disappointed in Aaron Glenn. Uncle Sam, go ahead. When you watch a team take the opening drive and absolutely ram it up your ass and you don't have enough I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I have two issues. My first issue is the defensive line. This was supposed to be a core group of this team. There was absolutely no pressure on Geno Smith. And, and I have an issue that Aaron Glenn cannot dial up enough, uh, not even attempt to dial up a blitz, and you're dropping these linebackers trying to cover receivers with a linebacker and and it just didn't make any sense to me. Why are why why are we playing catch the play from behind? We should be downhill and up their ass on every play. I I am tired of watching the bend but don't break Matt Patricia garbage defense because that's exactly what the fuck it is. Okay. My second issue is Dan Campbell. Your riverboat, Dan Campbell. You can go for all the fucking fourth downs you want, but when you got a minute. A minute left in a fucking game and three fucking timeouts and you got the ball at midfield, you better go for the fucking win. Go for the jugular. I wouldn't have gave a fuck if you would have lost that game if you didn't get the touchdown. I would feel so I, I would be much fine better. With I wouldn't even so give a fuck better. today. So much better. If that's how it went down. If, if they got stuffed on that fourth and one, I would feel so much better today. Fuck that. You're good. You got it. You got three fucking timeouts. You got the ball at fucking midfield. Minute 44 on the clock. Minute 44 on the clock. You don't even need to use the fucking timeouts. Use the middle of the field. Get uh, get up to the line of scrimmage and run the next play. What is this bullshit? What is this bullshit? No hurry up. No nothing. Uh, they're, they're, the offense is stagnant. It's been, it was stagnant week one, and it was fucking stagnant Sunday. I don't give a fuck. They had to run a fucking I, trick play I don't to get a think, touchdown. I don't think the offense break, is stagnant. Dude. I don't think that's the right use of the word because they they had no issue generating offense yesterday. I just don't understand why you're going to go balls to the wall the whole fucking game. And then and with the and minute left, you're right there. Oh, 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 let's yeah. just play for the field We're goal. Play what for, is that shit? I just I had I I agree with you one thousand percent. There did not understand it because I get it. But not to take one shot to the end zone. Not one. Not to even cha- not on. to even take one shot downfield to the end zone. Come on, dude. Come on. What are we doing here, dude? What are, what are we doing? River you have Bowl, all Dan? these weapons. You have Amon Ross St. Brown. You have Jameer Gibbs. Josh Reynolds had a fantastic game. 
Somebody there has to be the go-to guy in that position. So I, I want to piggyback off of that. Go. Um, real quick, I'm, I'm backtracking on the D-line because that's one of my – you you covered two more of my five things. Um, you know what I kept thinking? Like in the second quarter, because, by the way, Aiden Hutchinson leads the NFL right now in pressures. Mm -hmm. He has zero sacks. He has 13 pressures on the year, more than Micah Parsons. Do you know what I kept thinking yesterday he's, in the second he's, quarter? There's no way in – hold on. Hold on. Yeah. There's no way you can put him and Mecca Parsons in the same. He has sentence. more pressures. There's than no Mike fucking Parsons. way. Dude. He has more he pressures. Has more pressures. Whatever. There's Mecca a... Parsons showed that he's got more balls. So there's a reason that that Aiden Hutchinson isn't converting these sacks. And and I'm going to tell you right now. You know what I kept thinking from the second quarter on yesterday when when that kept happening when Gino kept carving them. They eventually got some stops in the second quarter. You know what that Lions defense is missing? It's missing Jalen Carter. Who is third, by the way, in pressures on quarterbacks right now? If they had Jalen Carter in the <clears> middle <throat> commanding other double teams, that wouldn't be happening with Aiden Hutchinson, regardless of holds. And they didn't lose, by the way, because of the hold on that last play. They lost because of the coin toss. When the coin toss didn't go their way, they lost. And there were a lot they of really bad calls. They lost because their defensive line is garbage and can't get pressure. So, Period. so piggybacking off of that, the the D, the interior D line is just worthless right now, and it's affecting the entire D line, and therefore it affects your entire defense. And second, secondary, or just backtracking a little bit, you nailed the end of the game. I appreciated the fourth down when they were on like the forty. They know their kicker can't kick. What happened on the, and this was in the first half. There was one they went for in the first half. David Montgomery ran it on third and one and got stuffed, and then on fourth down they threw it and threw it away. Um, I agreed with it. I thought it was a great call to go for it on fourth down, but they kind of got derailed with the David Montgomery play. What they should have did is inverted it and thrown it on third down, ran it on fourth down. Not the end of the world. Then there was the fourth down in their own territory. It was fourth and three, and he went for it in the second half. That was a flag. Reynolds, their feet were tied up. No, that was a flag. There wasn't incidental contact or anything like that. That was a flag, and it was a pass interference because they were calling that earlier in the game. It happened on the first drive with Metcalf in the end zone on a non-catchable ball. They called pass interference. Seattle ended up getting the ball on the one. It happened later. Uh, Metcalf dragged Jerry J. Or, uh, I don't know if it was Jerry Jacobs or, or uh, Kirby Joseph. He dragged one of them into him, and they called the incidental contact. You're either going to call it or you're not. And until there's full-time officials in the league, we're just going to have to get used to the inconsistencies. It just is what it is. So they should have got a call on that fourth down. But Listen, the, Lions, the Lions got the gift on the so-called the grounding. The grounding. That I, was not a central grounding. Get it. I get it. But I want the gifts on offense like Seattle was getting. I want the gifts when my team has the ball. So second thing on my list here, the five things, I thought Jared Goff was outstanding I yesterday. Agree. I thought it was one of his top 10 games as a Lion. I thought he was I, – I disagree on the offense being stagnant. They scored 31 points. Stagnant. They, they, I'll tell you why. It was stagnant in the middle of the third quarter there for a little bit because they lost David Montgomery. They lost yeah. that dimension. They lost the play action. They lost the flea flicker ability, everything like that. That goes out the window when you lose David Montgomery, who, despite the fumble, like the two best offensive players on the field yesterday were Goff and Montgomery. Agreed. And, of course, they had two turnovers that cost them the game. Um, I thought David Montgomery was great. It changed the game, and their offense eventually in the fourth quarter was able to rebound and still put up points. That brings me to the end of the game. If you're going to be balls to the wall all the time and you're going to fake punt it with your back in uh, in Kansas City when your back's on the 12-yard yep. line, if you're going to do that, 
with a minute 44, do not let it come down to a coin toss. Do not let it. We've seen this in NFL history so many times in the last five years alone. And you, the, your offense was your best weapon yesterday. You couldn't stop them, but they sure as shit couldn't stop you. Yeah. And they weren't urgent getting to the line after the plays. They weren't stopping the clock and taping, taking timeouts. They had two timeouts at the end there when they gave up the ball with three seconds left. They finished the, the when the kick went off. They had two timeouts left. So you could have used your timeouts and try and move the ball to get into the end zone. And I don't care that they didn't take a shot at the end zone. Yeah, Reynolds was great. Uh, Laporta was outstanding and is slowly evolving into one that, of the yeah. best tight ends in the league. He was the third best offensive player yesterday. Uh, Amon Ra was was cramping, and there were issues with getting him downfield. He dropped a bad, one of Goff's only bad passes yesterday was a drop on third down. Um, I'm really disappointed that they let it go to a coin toss, that he thought for the second year in a row his defense was going to get a stop on Geno Smith, and they didn't stop him. The game didn't end when Aiden Hutchinson was held in the last play of the game. There was a third and eight, a third and long, where you could have held them, and you let the tight ends beat you again. It was Noah Font for 15 yards. But they did it consistently every time. The game. Every time. And people are saying, I don't think you could blame Aaron Glenn. There were two bad turnovers. Yeah, there were two bad turnovers. Okay? And yeah, there was a pick six and a turnover within within the five that led to touchdowns. I get it. Aaron Glenn's offseason was dedicated towards this. And it opens your eyes now because they play so many running quarterbacks. And I don't want to get beat by by really bad quarterbacks that are able to make split-second plays and able to throw crossing routes because your corners are bad. And I think the Lions' corners I, are actually I, bad, I, by the way. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad. When you've got six, seven seconds to throw the football, that's the fucking problem. It's, it's you can't tough. ask these guys to try to cover NFL-caliber wide receivers, especially guys like Lockett Metcalf, and, Lock, and Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah. They can't do that for five, six seconds. And there Come were a on. lot of mismatches, too, defensively, there too. Oh. There, there were a lot of mismatches defensively as well. And it's because of the— The tight ends were yeah. mismatched, 100%, so, on everybody. So it's on Aaron Glenn to fix that, to fix the secondary rows. And it starts with the pass <clears> rush. you got to fix that. Um, so, At least bring something, man. Bring some kind of pressure. That was my big fucking thing through the whole game. There was no. They I think no pressure. I think that they're in this mindset now where they have Aiden Hutchinson, and all of a sudden they think Aiden Hutchinson's T.J. Watt, and he is just going to effectively be the pass rush for the team. Well, guess That's what? Right. He he looked like. You want to know what he looked like to me? And I and I'm not going to bullshit you. It reminded me of last year in his first couple of games. Mm-hmm. The, Se- the Seattle away, game. The Seattle game was a good example. Anywhere. The Seattle game last year was a lot of pressure, and then yeah. he came back and. I don't think he's the problem. I think the pressure needs to come a little more from the interior. I Agreed. think I haven't heard Aleem McNeil's name nearly enough. Did, was I, Isaiah Bugs on the field yesterday? I, I didn't even hear his name didn't last hear week. his name. He did not pop last up week on me. Last week, Benito Jones, which is bad. They never addressed the interior of the line, which is a thing. Uh, my third thing is the interior line on both sides. On both who, sides. Who would you rather have right now, Jameer Gibb or fucking Jalen Carter? Jalen Carter. Put that on everybody. Who would you you rather have? You likely still could have had Jameer Gibbs, by the way. Um, The answer is Jalen Carter. So the interior of both lines, I thought they they did some switcheroo. I I didn't like Matt Nelson on the right. The right side of the line, Jonah Jackson and Matt Nelson were the reason Goff threw the pick six. The pressure was insane on that side, and he made a bad throw. He had some bad sacks. And Jonah Jackson is in a contract year and not playing well. So the interior of both lines, that's my third observation that was bad. Number four is I'm starting to worry about Jameer Gibbs. 
Same. I thought game one, that's one thing. They're introducing him. Game two, like, I'm not seeing that guy in between the tackles, and it's because he's not supposed to be the in-the-tackles guy. Agreed. That's Go get Leonard team. Fournette. Go get Cam Akers. You can get both of them for cheap. Cam Akers is in a contract here. He's not going to cost you much if you want to trade for him. Go get Leonard Fournette. Go get a between-the-tackles guy because you can ill afford to not have David Montgomery, who has been probably the second or third best guy in the offense through two weeks. You're going to be without him now for, for a long time. Who knows how long? And uh, you, I, I would you can't say two to three that. weeks at least. Minimum. Minimum. And then he's not, you never know if he's going to be the same when he gets back. So right. go. you need to go and get that downfield in between the tackles guy because right. it's not Jameer Gibbs. I still think Jameer Gibbs has a lot to offer. I don't think it's going to be in the run game. I think it's going to be in the pass game. I think it's going to be him on the field. They ran a nice wildcat play. It didn't do anything. But I like the concept that Montgomery got the ball snapped to him and handed it off to Gibbs. That causes enough problems. Okay. I, I want to I hold Brad Holmes. A little bit accountable for this. Two fucking straight years. You have an opportunity to draft the best tackle, defensive tackle in football, and you gave it up two years in a row. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not, I didn't want Jameis Williams. Did I think he was the best receiver out of that class? Probably at the time. But you know what? There was other needs in wide receiver here. Other needs that they needed to address is the reason why they're losing football games is the defensive line period. They can't stop the run. They can't fucking get any pressure. That needs to be addressed. If they can't do it, then you got to start bringing scheme. Then you got to start bringing pressure. And then you're leaving your guys wide open in the back end. Leave them wide open, start bringing pressure, and and you got to get to the quarterback. This game is not hard to figure out anymore. It's pass the ball pressure the passer those are the fucking two things that you have that's the recipe that's what it is nowadays that's what this game is now so i the last of my five things is we already covered it it was campbell's fourth down again i i liked it until the end of the game i don't like coming down to a coin toss but i just want to look ahead real quick um what this does to the fan base is all the people that were overpaying to go to the crazy hyped game what this does to the fan base is you just lost all the people that were waiting. There were people that left there that didn't have blank looks on their faces because they were waiting for that. They were expecting that. And you lost those people. Now, you were playing with house money yesterday because you beat Kansas City. Right. We were expecting a 1-1 one one start, mm -hmm. but a 2-0 and o start is so much better. And, and one of the reasons this team has choked, they've had shots to win the division over the last two decades. And they always choked them away because yep. they couldn't win the timely games. And this was one of those timely games that they needed to win that they choked away. So looking ahead now, yeah, maybe the Packers aren't as good, but you got to go there. You got to go to Lambeau where you haven't had success, even though they had it last year. But now you got a 2 and 0 Atlanta Falcons team coming in. <laughs> a 2 and 0 Atlanta. Hot. You literally took my point. A 2 and 0 Atlanta Falcons team that is obsessively running the football. Wait, hold on. They do well stopping the run. They don't do well stopping the short passes and and the the quick play action slant routes. And that's a team that's going to do Atlanta's that to game, you. Man. That's Atlanta. That's They're going to dink and dunk and carve you up. Okay. Yep. And Desmond Ritter and will take off and run. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So now you have to worry about that. An athletic offense, it's a it's gonna be a great test for them, and it's gonna make me feel a little bit better if they I'll feel fucking great if they can get to three and one. I will feel excellent. Because if they get to three and one, there's a little bit of a drop off in the schedule. You go the the Panthers in week five, and then you have to go in week six to Tampa, which is also looking slightly daunting, and then to Baltimore. 
Okay. So you know Tampa feel, Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, def- defensively is the issue with Tampa. I don't think they're they're that great offensively. We'll get to that. Yeah. But look looking ahead, y- you lost a part of the fan base which is disappointing. And they know it. They know it in the locker room. They they know that they messed up. They're cognizant. They're going to do everything they can to get it back next week. But you need to go two and zero in these next two games because three and one. If you win, you look. If you divide the season up in quarters of the season, so of course it's a seventeen game schedule now. But the first four weeks, you need those first four weeks to go your way, and you need three and one in those four weeks to advance, feeling confident going into the next four weeks. And they need to win the next two. They didn't need to if they won yesterday. They could have afforded to give it, given up the the Green Bay game or whatever. But now they I, need I think to go. Every divisional game this year is going to be semi important. Yeah, hundred percent. Because hundred that, percent. That's the key is win the division. Okay, this is the thing. That's now. what we need to do. This is the thing. Now, if you want to talk divisional games, they have to beat Chicago twice. There's no excuse for them not Just to beat Chicago twice. We'll get. Over. We'll get there, Bruce. We'll get to Justin Fields. We'll get to Justin. That's going to be a field day. I can't wait. No pun intended. They have to beat Chicago twice. They have to beat Minnesota twice. Yeah. Anything outside of that is is. And is, you say I, what you want I to say about Minnesota. Kirk Cousins playing at a high level. I genuinely. Oh, he's the only one there that is. I yeah. think you need to split with Green Bay at a minimum. You have to split the, with Green Bay. Honestly, that might be the only divisional game you're allowed to give up. Correct. Ho- ho- assuming that the rails of the wheels eventually fall off of Minnesota later in the season. Um Jordan Love's been great. I I don't know. I didn't watch, so I don't know what happened at the end of the game yesterday. But Jordan Love has been outstanding through two weeks, and we'll find out. It was the B. John Robinson fisting show. Yeah. Yes. So it gets it gets interesting. (laughs) It gets really interesting. I'll feel good if you're three and one after four weeks. That's a great start to the year. Agreed. And then you're six and two after the next four weeks, which gets you into the bye. That's a really good start to the year. You're you're on pace to win the division. I agree with you. And that's still not out of the question. Everyone lost yesterday. It's just the deflation of you could be two and no with everyone else. That everybody else or or oh and two. But here's here's my big issue yesterday. There there was one play in particular that had me so pissed off I was ready to punch the TV. CJ Gardner Johnson with that stupid fucking penalty on a great play, you give it to him first and goal. I, I'm sorry, but the guy makes a great play and would have put him at about third and 15, and instead they get the ball first and goal. And I'm like, what the fuck? He is a veteran guy in this league. There's no reason to be doing stupid shit when the game is on the line. I That, to me, is unacceptable. And you want everybody to wear a motherfucking blue fa- goddamn ski mask. Do your fucking job, dumbass. He yeah, has, <laughs> has not earned it at all. What? He has not earned that. Earned what? For people to wear the fucking blue ski mask. Whatever, dude. The ski mask thing. You want to know that, what I think of that? That thug attitude. Stupid. The fuck out of Stupid. There. Get out of the building. Just just it's fucking stupid. do your job. I, I don't hate the ski mask. I think it's I think it's cringy when the it's... when the frail white people from the suburbs are wearing them. <laughs> and when little kids are wearing them. I thought it was cringy with all the little kids wearing Kenneth Walker Seahawks jerseys yesterday. That pissed me off. You're from Detroit. Just because you're this kid went to Michigan State for a year and the program went to absolute doo-doo afterwards doesn't mean you should be showing up to Lions games if you're from Livonia. Wearing a Kenneth Walker jersey, <laughs> just like you shouldn't be showing up if you're from Woodhaven wearing a sock and you're under 150 pounds. If you're wearing a ski mask on your head, I I love it. I I agree with you. I think you're you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. Yeah. 
So I didn't think the hit itself was that violent. It was so late. It was so after the no, whistle. It was just dumb. And that's it's why they called move. it. That's why they called it because it was so late. You couldn't hear a whistle. You couldn't hear a whistle at that point in time. I, I'm not making not, excuses. That's not condoning because it. Because he should have well known. After. He should have known it was well after at it that was, point. He should have known. But you couldn't hear shit. And the emotions were high. And he dialed in. I thought he had a great game yesterday. He did. He led I thought the he had team a really attack. good game yesterday. Listen, I, I understand that. I understand that. But being a veteran, you're the veteran of that whole group back there. You need to fucking hone it in. You need to play smart. And if you can't do that, this is why he's not in Philadelphia. This is why he's not in New Orleans. Because of that same stupid shit. He he has a tendency of being a, a rogue, loose cannon. I feel and that's confident. why he's not at these other teams. I feel confident he'll reel it in. I think I the emotions so. were just insanely high yesterday. That's Because I, I thought that, that play cost them dearly. I Where agree. It could have been a field goal instead of a fucking touchdown. Um, I, I don't disagree. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, I think that uh, I agree with you. C.J. Gardner-Johnson played a great game yesterday. He did. He was one of the I, high I didn't points say he the didn't. defense. And, and, yeah, that was a big mistake that he probably shouldn't have made. Um, I did not think at any point during the offseason that this offense would run around David Montgomery. And I judged you for saying that. Yeah, I it remember does. you were fucking no. ass ramming me I, on that. I had a feeling that was a great. David Montgomery was an outstanding signing. That was a much, and he's been so good through two games. That's a big I, loss. I was for them. actually very confident when they signed him that he would be that in between the guy that they've been missing. They they thought it was going to be Jamal Williams, but his two and three yards per carry didn't cut the mustard. I I agree, and that but I didn't you know. see that coming in. I think that's a huge loss for them. Yeah, I'm concerned so. about Jameer Gibbs. Dude. I'm not, I'm not really concerned about I, him. And why aren't you? That's It's fourth and two, and you're kicking the field goal. He There should be a play schemed up to get that first down with him. Uh, that's my you my biggest concern him. is not Jameer Gibbs. My biggest concern is their offensive line right now. It's Because it's, they, yeah. they did not play well. The, the right side of the offensive line did not play well. And you can make the case out of all the injuries. Uh, oh, by the way, talking about the, I completely forgot. Talk about the pass rushers and how they didn't sign any. Well, now they're down to four because Pascal's injured. James Houston's now out for potentially two months. And it's then, not longer. They're saying maybe, maybe IR with him. May, well, he's going on IR. Yeah, he's got a fractured. He's got a fractured fibula. Minimum of four games. Minimum of okay. four games. And on top of that, you're missing one of your Aquaras that you're going to get back in two games. You need a pass rusher. They're going to go out and get a pass rusher. They they have to do that. They have yeah. to go get an edge rusher, and it's got to be an impactful one. Say that um, in regards to Seattle, they played well yesterday. I know you disagree on Pete Carroll too. By the way, I I've always thought he's one of the best coaches. Well, he in football, Dan and he was great again yesterday. And he's always done great things. Less with more for a long time. But the Lions will be more prepared next time they play you. I guarantee you that. And I I cordially invite them after the shit talking and the illegal hit on Jared Goff. I cordially invite you to Ford Field for the playoffs if you're able to get past your division. I cordially invite you to come back and see what's in store for you because I, I'm not worried about the Lions. I think they were just poorly prepared yesterday. But we need to have a big two. So this is a wake-up call for them. So they need, they need to wake the fuck up. Maybe they needed it. Okay? They did need that. River Riverboat Dan Campbell needed that. Listen, if you're going to go for it, go for it. I, I have no qualms with him going for the touchdown and losing that ball game. I have no qualms with that. Fuck kicking that ball and going into overtime. 
Your defense couldn't stop anybody, and and it just it it's beginning to 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 look bad. You need to just reel it in, reel it in, dude. Be consistent with it. I don't have a problem with them being aggressive, but man, be aggressive when you need to be aggressive. A minute and a half, oh, a minute and forty left. Three three fucking timeouts, and you can't go fucking fifty yards. Come on, dude. What are, what, what are we doing? What do you say we spend a couple minutes talking about the other games? Yeah, you think? All right. Dan Campbell gets the come on, dude, moment of the week. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. God damn it. You're fucking, I haven't seen you this fired no, up because I'm game. fucking pissed. I'm fucking pissed, dude. I'm fucking pissed off that, that they came in here with this crowd behind them, and they fucking laid an egg, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, fuck you. Anyways, moving on, let's get into it. We're going to rip through these. The Green Bay Packers headed into Atlanta to play the Falcons and lost by a single point. Laid a big egg. 25-24. Disagree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think they laid a big egg. Yes, they did. I don't think they played a laid a big egg. And I will tell you what, right now, I would take Jordan Love a hundred times over Justin Fields to lead my team. I know we asked this question a few weeks ago, and I think you and me both said Justin Fields and Zolo Jordan Love train. I didn't right say now, Justin Fields. I'm jumping ship. I like Jordan Love. I think he's a good replacement. I think they found their guy. I don't think they're gonna have any issues. At the end of the day, Atlanta's Atlanta is 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 way better than I think we thought they were. I mean, Desmond Ritter is not great. He's not taking the world by storm, but he does enough to get it done, just like he did last week. Bijan Robinson is the truth. My man can run the football. Hands yep. down yep. is what it is. Drake London actually played yesterday. Uh, Kyle Pitts hey, can did I, not. Can I say something here? Yeah. You know, we traded back. We were still in front of Atlanta. Why didn't we take B. John Robinson? Yeah, the guy that, who can run in between was, the fucking That was tackles. a big question in real time. That, that was, was a huge. The guy who can run in between You could have traded and still ended up with Bijan, or you could have traded and still ended up with Jalen Carter. Yes. That was a big question at that point in time. And um, an, another big question was, why are you more obsessed with Gibbs over Bijan? And through through two weeks, we well, haven't seen that it. He quieted that yesterday. Through, through, through two weeks, we haven't seen that. We have If there's any reason you liked Gibbs more than Bijan Robinson, we haven't seen it. Now, are there plans yeah, for turn, Gibbs turn that we don't know about? That Green Maybe. Bay game yesterday and watch him just slice through him. Yeah, Bijan combined for over 160 yards through the air and on the ground. So what happened at the end of this game? What, wasn't there some sort of choke job by, by LaFleur or something happened or – or uh, or uh, Arthur Smith made some good. Mo- I, I know there was a coaching angle at the end of the game, and that's how the that's how the Falcons no, won. No, I mean it was twenty four nineteen going into the fourth into quarter. the fourth quarter. Green Bay had it. It was It was twenty four twelve going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and Desmond Ritter ran one in. And then they got a couple field goals to win the game. I mean it was good it, for them. It wasn't anything over the top, but also I have to. I got to shout out Mac Holland. Mac Hollins looks like a fucking Greek god. He does. Chiseled. I mean, he is chi- he is huge. He is chiseled. I love the it's hair. Giving up on the Tom Brady fellatio thing now. And what? You're going to Mac I might start blowing Mac Hollins here. Okay. You never know. All the, um, but I liked Atlanta to start off the year. It, this running, this, and they still have not used. Cordero Patterson's out again. 
They don't. He's barely going to touch the ball. Anymore. I see. I don't know about no, that. No, he he. You know, he serves a purpose. You, yeah, right. you he's, of all people. His, his usage might go down a little bit compared to where it was, but you know, right. he's going to serve some sort of purpose when the time comes. Also, yeah. he has that extra dimension where he can actually run a fucking route, catch a ball for the Packers. I I, I want to say this. Obviously, they didn't have Aaron Jones yesterday. Uh, I didn't fall. That, that was uh, listen. They could not run the football. Correct. Today. I did not fall in love with A.J. Dillon, but I will say I am in love with the Packers receiving core. Yeah. And I think once Christian Watson nice is back guys. and healthy, him, Reed, Dobbs. Uh, I don't even know who the other guy was that was Jayden, absolutely tearing it up. The the Wicks guy? Yeah. I don't know where don't they pulled him out of. Did Jaden Reed have a good game yesterday? Jaden yeah. Reed was uh, four for 37 with two tuds. He had two touchdowns yesterday? Two touchdowns on my bench. I, I dropped him in another league. Fuck. Watson's uh, going to come back. Watson will be it. back, yes. But I, I like that core of guys. I think it's a good young group. They're there. very young. Very young. Right now, right now, if you ask me, I think Green Bay is going to be the only team in the North that competes with the Lions. And I think Atlanta is, okay, the NFC South has shocked everybody so far, and we'll see tonight. But I think Atlanta's a step above Everybody else in the division right now. I'd like it about New Orleans. Uh, I don't know. I don't know I, about that. I think there's more. We'll get there, but I think Tampa is a little more balanced than Atlanta. I can't do it. That's fair. I can't do it. That's fair. Ta- Tampa has a lot of. Listen, Tampa has the most. You guys want to jump there? Should we jump there? Yeah, we can go there. All right, yeah, let's jump there. We're done. We're done with Packers and uh, yeah, done with Packers. yeah, done. All with I was gonna say is that Tampa has the most well-rounded team with the most experience. Listen to me. Out of all those teams in that division, okay. I'm gonna. I I picked Tampa Bay to win two games. They've already won two. They've games. won their two. Absolutely. They've won two their two, baby. So I, from here on out, they it's should got to be zero and fifteen. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say this. Yes, I agree with you that Tampa Bay has experience. That's all fine. They have big-time experience, Super Bowl experience on that team. Okay. I mean, so far, our, our, our we have Minnesota, who I think is garbage, and Chicago, who is certifiable petrified dog shit, and I am perfectly, perfectly able to admit I was off the mark on Chicago. I I knew you were gonna. It, I knew you were gonna allude to that. Their schedule, their their two wins aren't as good. I knew you were gonna allude to that, and that's fair, because we don't know yet. That's fair. I want to say a little bit on Minnesota. I think slightly highly of them, a little bit more because of the the fight that they put up the other day in, in they Philadelphia. Did fight. They did fight, and I take it makes me take a little more stock in what Tampa did in Minnesota. Because that's still a tough place to play no matter yeah. what. Minnesota has always been a tough place to play. And they beat a team that was pretty good last year. And on top of that... They beat Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock. They're that's efficient. like impossible. They are efficient. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is efficient is. as all hell right now. He is he is clicking, of course, at Chicago. Chicago's going to have the number one and number two picks in the draft this year if Carolina ends up being as bad as we think Carolina could be. I don't think Carolina's that bad. Could easily happen. Baker Mayfield doubled Justin Fields. Listen, every, everybody thought that 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 this was going to be the year no. that they go on that they were not going to win any kind of ball game. You talk about Tampa, and we were yes, we were all wrong. I had them in on Ka- I had them in the Caleb Williams sweeps. They're in the Caleb. They are in the Caleb Williams sweeps. It's not over. It's not over. But you, yeah, they're like, in it. I'm still. with you. I am not. I'm not buying even at two and zero. At two and zero, they're so, still in it. So their defense is good. Their defense is good. Mike Evans is a man of, is, is, is balls man to the wall because he's like, you're not going to pay me? All right, watch yep. what happens. 
and and it's happening. Mike yeah. Evans is is playing. He's better than at any point he was during the Brady era. One thousand percent. He's he's back to when I, he was I, with Jameis. He's he's yeah. back to when he was with Jameis and just lighting it up every <laughs> week. I'm gonna be open downfield. You better hit me. And he's healthy. That guy is never healthy. And a healthy Mike Evans, coupled with everything else, with Godwin, that running game, which has been good so far. Yep. I don't know. They, they, I, I don't. I don't want to put them in can make noise category yet until they beat someone that we know is good. I'm with you. I'm with you. But you can't overlook the two and zero start. I am moving them up slightly from petrified dog shit. Okay. Essentially, this is what's happening. Chicago's just normal shit spot is going into petrified dog shit, and Tampa's going to move up into normal shit because I got news. We for call you. that a shit flop. Chicago might end up with the number one pick and not take Caleb Williams. No, they they got. I I think people know better at this point. Well, no, I've just been I've just been off on that. Well, for a somebody long time, will want but... to trade up with them to get to Caleb. It's Williams. it's Chicago yeah. is bad, yeah. and it was nice to see DJ Moore have a hundred yard game yesterday. But I mean, Justin Fields is yeah. Fucking... But didn't they have a receiver go down and out? Oh, um, who? Somebody get hurt in Chicago? Mooney was hurt week one. Somebody got hurt. Mooney, yeah, Mooney got knocked out week one, but it's not for the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Claypool had a touchdown yesterday. Yeah. Out of all people, Claypool three for thirty six and a touchdown. DJ Moore six for a hundred. Uh, Justin Fields, man, I was off the mark. Just let me know and I can gloat. I won't do Go. it this. No, it won't, it, no, it won't be this week. It won't be this week. You can gloat. I'll wait for like a benching. Uh but you're right. I will say Tampa's extremely consistent. Baker has looked good. He had a 115 QBR yesterday in 317 yards. He has passing. no interceptions through two games. None. I I might have been off, but I'm I until I see. You know what? Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna check something real quick here because I'll I'll be able to tell you when he's looking into the I'll future. Know. Uh, they play Philadelphia this week. Who does Tampa? I'm not Where's saying. It's in Tampa. Oh. I'm not saying anything, but if they, on Monday Night Football against Philadelphia next week, if it is not a blowout, I'll give them some credit. And then the week after they go into... They've got a lot of injuries right now. That Come on, dude. And then the week after they go into New Orleans and play. If they That's come, a good one. If they That's come out one. of this, if they go into the bye week 3-1 and one, and then have the Lions at 3-1, and one, I will give them. I will give Tampa their due. They, they get a reprieve on Philly if they go into New Orleans and win a divisional Correct. game. Then I and will start. Correct to buy. me if I'm wrong. Brady didn't win there one time, right? Correct. Brady lost. So they haven't Buccaneers. won in New Orleans in a long time. It's been in two, two years. years. Yep. Um, I I'm with you. Three and one. The the win in New Orleans. That's that. If they beat New Orleans in New Orleans, and I don't think New Orleans is that good. So if they win in New Orleans, I'm watching. I don't even need them to beat New Orleans. I mean, I don't. Sorry. It's a divisional game. I don't need the New Orleans one. It is important. It's a divisional game. If they can do half of what they've been doing against Philly, I'll buy it. And then if they beat New Orleans. If they're 3-1 and one coming into the Lions, that's that's going to be – could you imagine? It's a great oh game. God. I know a lot of people going to that game, so that'll be a good one. Do you? I do. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about the Bills. And uh, we had a question here. Um, why is it that Josh Allen got so much flack last week and there's been so much talk of his regression this year, but 
nobody has been pointing that out yet about Joe Burrow. And I get it. Josh Allen was hot garbage in week one. But last week he came back out, played a good game. He looked good yesterday. He looked good yesterday. But he got a shitload of flack after their week one loss. Joe Burrow was hot garbage in week one. And then they come out and lose well, yesterday. I, I, I will say this, and, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. Joe Burrow has been playing hurt all pre He didn't play in the preseason. Did not. He was hurt in training camp, and I believe he's still hurt. I believe he was hurt when the season started. No, he is still hurt. He is. He's, yes. he's hurt, hurt again. Yes. Yeah. I it, Bigger picture. First things first, thank you for the comment to the person that commented. Um, we appreciate it, and we look at the chat every day, and, and it's hard to go live at certain times right now, but we appreciate it, and we like the comments. It keeps us going, and we appreciate you watching. Shout out to President Baker. <laughs> Why, is he on there? President Baker is Are in you the on there, Leon? Right he said he agreed with you on something. Leon, look. But that was Are you on there, Leon? Leon was at the game yesterday, too, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Um, he, he doesn't know football. I'm, I'm going to defend Joe Burrow here for a second. He's like Bruce. Joe Burrow gets a pass. <clears throat> because Joe Burrow has already done the dance, and he's done it everywhere he's gone. So, yeah, it's a bad start, and there's also the history of his bad starts. He started bad the last two years. They are now one in six or something, or one in in his career. He's he's now started the first two weeks of the season, like one, one in six, one in six, or one in seven in in his in his career. And in those years, first year he tore his ACL, second year he went to a Super Bowl. Third year into the AFC Championship game, and that, did that game go to overtime last year? It came down to the wire, right? Which one? The AFC, the Bills Chiefs, it last was, year. I think it was overtime, wasn't it? The AFC it Championship Brown, game. I was in Bengals, Paris. So. Bengals Chiefs. Bengals Chiefs. Bengals Chiefs. Bengals Chris Chiefs. Jones ended the game. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. That was overtime game. So, <clears throat> so the reason why is because Joe Burrow has has done it at every level. He won at LSU. He's a winner everywhere he's gone. He's won Listen, every. He's better than fucking. Josh Every Allen, full season serious. that he's played and he's Stop. won. He's whereas, whereas Josh Allen is, we've been talking about it for a long time. Josh Allen is has never been more on the hot seat because they choke every time. Every time they get down the road, they choke. And he's not usually the reason. He's had some monster games in those Bills chokes game, Bills choke games, but he's usually not the reason they are winning those games. And that's why but, it was a bad but start. But he has been the reason why they've lost the games with his turnover. Exactly. At bad times. Exactly. No, that and that you guys just made the point. That's it. If the yeah. Bills are losing, it usually falls on the hands of Josh Allen. Correct. If the Bengals are losing, it's really hard to blame Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because Joe Burrow just doesn't make Joe Burrow's not the gunslinger. That's going right. to, you know, that has the That's going to try to run somebody over on every fucking dude, play. Did you see that Stop. again yesterday? He did, he did it, again it again yesterday, dude. Holy I, shit. I was just like, you know what? Anthony Richardson, I, I'm well, not I, trying to let's switch. Let's get there. Let's get there. All right, go Let's there. get there go. because I have go. to talk about that go. too. <laughs> we'll I get there. The fucking call. Go. Either way, I know we're sitting here shit-talking Josh Allen. He had a great game yesterday. QBR 125, 31 of 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, James Cook finally... Finally had the come out game. Finally, it's the Raiders. I'm sorry, Uncle Sam. I know you're Raiders. Okay, they, they committed to the run. I no no something they have. The Raiders done. are dog shit. The Raiders are hot, petrified, gray dog. I think shit. they're coming down to earth. Yes. I think the Broncos could have just been that bad too. I agree with that too. But James, this shows you what the Bills' offense can be when they can run the ball. If they can run the ball. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Even Gabe Davis showed up yesterday. Babe Davis. Six because for because they ran the ball, it opened everything up downfield. 
Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs, seven for 66. Uh, Dawson Knox got back in. He got a touchdown yesterday. Uh, Latavius Murray. You did say that. (laughs) He did. Do you remember this? Latavius Murray, you told me I was fucking crazy. It was two weeks ago. You stomped on his balls as soon as he said that. And you know what? I'm mentioning him. I saw. You you started talking shit to me. I was going through my bets yesterday, and I saw Latavius Murray to score a touchdown plus 5,000. And for a second, I was like, wow, God. You scratched your head. I scratched my head. I was like, "There's that's just essentially flushing. At least um, you didn't lose 7,000 on a fucking field goal. We'll talk about that one, that too. motherfucker. Uh, Latavius Murray, 6 for 22 and a touchdown. For the Raiders, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I, I think I was right on the Raiders being a 4-5 or five win team. I think I was. Yeah, they, they scream Caleb Williams. Yeah, they're in the, they're balls I, deep I into the Caleb Williams. I don't. Picks. It's Caleb. Vegas I don't now. get it with the roster that they have. But what that roster? Should be so with what much roster? With the You're talent they have, with this they roster. got Devontae Adams. I'll take the that fucking bait. Top five receiver. I'll take that bait right now. It ain't the roster. It's the dog shit head coach. It's the dog shit coach. Yes, and it's, it's the, the It's not the roster, it's dude. The it's the roster. Okay. Outside of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, who's worth a fuck? Uh, and Max Crosby. No, Max they, Crosby. They, they, three guys. They, got, they have some skill. They have some they skill. they got guys in the key position. Where they compete. It's, it, quarterback's big for me, and that's why they, they scream at the top it's of their lungs, Caleb Williams. It's quarterback. It's depth at running back. It's depth at receiver. I say they, offensive line, actually. It's offensive, offensive line. line did not it's look good yesterday. Outside, It's the defensive front outside of Max Crosby and the Diablo guy. That's it. And they have one. Nate Hobbs is great in the secondary. That's it. There's nobody else. They got five guys. Everybody else in that roster, you don't know. You don't know. All right, we spent too much time on this one. Anyways, yeah. anyways, <laughs> the Raiders are hot dog shit. The Bills bounced back and didn't look too bad. Should we counter the Burrow side right yes, now and, let's go go. To, and go to Cincinnati? Bengals headed into Cincinnati. Or Wow. <laughs> the Ravens headed into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Uh, Ravens came out 27 to 24. Baltimore's 2 and 0. Cincinnati's 0 and 2. Um, we were split down here on who was going to win this. You division. got it. No, no, wait. I, I, you had the game. I, I picked I have Baltimore. the division. I picked Baltimore. I, I have Baltimore in the Super Bowl. So correct. And that's looking. I think Lamar Jackson's. We, I, we nailed all of our MVP picks back yeah, in, we did. back in June or July. Yep. We said Christian McCaffrey. We said Tua. I think the jury's out on on, uh, Trevor, on Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. He can still be yet. pretty good, but I mean the two of one in particular. But the big one for me was was Lamar. I I think it was always going to be Lamar Tua if he stayed healthy. And Lamar Lamar's getting there. He hasn't even reached his final form, and they still are a little banged up in the past game. And Lamar is starting to look really good, and that is a big win, regardless of the injuries. Correct. That is a big, a big win. win in Cincinnati to start two and zero because they're zero and two, and they're arguably their your best your best chance in the division to come after you, pending what the Browns do tonight. And now you're you have a two game lead on them, and they might be looking yeah, down the, the Brown, barrel of you know, no Joe Burrow. The Browns, if they play good tonight, could tie them. Could, you know. Uh, Gus Edwards had a nice little game too. Uh, after they lost Dobbins, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it I doesn't matter who plays give... back there. It, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It won't matter. I agree yeah. with that. If you give them a good running back, they're always so good. And I think that they're the most in the in the AFC. I think they're the most complete team right now. I think I think they're the most top to bottom complete team. I think the Dolphins are obviously better offensively, 
Um, but but complete all around the defense. I I just think that John Harbaugh is and always I there. I don't even think their defense has reached their potential. No, and it, their offense hasn't either. Yeah, their offense hasn't reached its final form. Mark Andrews is still banged up. Odell's yeah. been banged up. Okay, and Nelson Aguilar. Here we go. Nelson Aguilar. Bateman's Christ. doing shit. You know, Fla- Zay Flowers. Flowers is excellent. Like it's it's trending in the right direction for the Ravens. And uh, shout out to Carl G. Um. I'd I'd like to see this division. I I thought this division was better than the AFC East. I think I you guys remember me saying that. Yeah. And I I said that three teams were going to get in from this division. I thought the third team was the Bengals. Let's see what the Browns do tonight. But the Bengals are uh, excuse me the Ravens are off to a fantastic start. Agree. And uh, I think it could only get better from there if they don't get injured. Um, are, is anybody down here concerned about Joe Burrow? The injury. No, no, no. I'm like, more concerned about the injury than. Are you concerned about Joe Burrow? Like, no, no, no. That being said, if the injury is bad, I'm concerned for the Ravens because they don't have the slack like they did last year when they started. When they started slow, they don't have that this year. Correct. They, yeah. they don't have that that window to work with, um, and therefore, like, you're gonna be if he's out and you're starting Browning and it starts to slump from there. You could be looking at a four and zero or a five and zero Ravens team by the time Burrow gets back. What's yeah. your What's your record going to be? How many wins right. are you going to have? I am worried about how they're not utilizing Jamar Chase properly. I think he's not getting enough play at the moment. But no, I'm not. I'm not worried about Burrow's play. He's good. Uh, he didn't have a preseason. Amor, Amor, I'm with you. Actually, uh, the, the thing that I seen that really worried me: their offensive line is not holding up, and they they spent a lot of time trying to rebuild that line. And they have not played well. They have not played well the first two weeks. Um, if you're a Jamar Chase owner and you drafted him second or third or fourth and he's gotten 12 points on the year for you, my God. I wouldn't worry about Pain, that. He's going to get sadness, hit. sorrow. I, I agree. Emotions. But, uh, yeah. He's going to get hit. Baltimore, Baltimore looks like the real deal. Uh, in a team that doesn't really look like the real deal, the L.A. Chargers are 0-2 because they lost to um, one of my – Biggest dumpster fire teams, the Tennessee Titans. And unfortunately, now the Titans are one and one. Um, I mean, I think so. Again, we called it in June. We called it. I have, and, the, and I have the Chargers going 0 and 5 in my preseason. Did you see his Did you see his postgame presser yesterday? Who, Staley? Yeah. I did not. He was fired up. He was pissed off and yelling at reporters. I can't remember the question, but. It's it's just it's got that feel. It's yeah. it's got that the the steam is starting to rise from the dog shit on this one. Yes, it is. And it's got that feel. And it's it's in that division. And we called this. I I I in particular said with both these guys, it's coming down to Staley or Mike McDaniel's for who gets fired first. I think it's Staley. Um, and someone I, mean, I was listening McDaniels? to. Uh, excuse me, Josh. McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Not Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's doing great. Josh McDaniels. Staley, I think, is it clock's ticking. Clock if, is ticking. If they don't get a win next week, and who do they have next They're week? They're at Minnesota at 1 o'clock. That ain't Uh-oh. easy. Uh-oh. I have them losing that, that game easy. as well. Uh, yeah, they could realistically, they have a week five bye. They play Vegas before that. I have them picking up a win. And then they come out of the bye, play Dallas, Kansas City. That's 0-5. <laughs> It could if be. They, it it could be it. Right they could go 1-5 through the fir- Yeah. If they lose this week, it's it's 1-5. Yeah. Uh, Not good. Yeah, no, they they need to sound the alarm, and I get it. You didn't have Austin Eckler yesterday. Doesn't matter. But doesn't matter because, again, we saw, uh, what's his name? Josh Kelly had a great game 
with Eckler in week one, and they still fucking lost. Keenan Allen, 111 yards. Mike Williams, 83 yards. Keenan Allen had two touchdowns. Yeah, shout out to Keenan Allen, too. He's off to a good start. My Ballin. God, considering, he's, considering this, he's usually dead. This is where I just can't understand this, because how did Tennessee find enough points to win this game? Derrick Henry. Because they scrap it out all the time. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's averaging three yards per carry. It doesn't matter. He's Derrick Henry. 25 for 80 and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill ran one in himself. And uh, Nick Westbrook, Akini, got a touchdown in there. What? Who? Exactly. Uh, Traylon Burks. You you know what? Traylon Burks, three for 36. Chris Moore, one for 49. Uh, Tajay Spears, two for six. You don't even know who these people are. What about DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins, four for 40. Yeah. Four for 40. He's not going to start thriving until they have a quarterback. Correct. Yeah. This, is, this is all smoke and mirrors for the Tennessee Titans right now. I think this, this game in particular shows how bad the Chargers are in bad shape. The Chargers have to do something now. Right. Because we want to talk, we talked a lot about Buffalo's window closing. Chargers window is closing. Well, hold on. I kind of disagree with that because they could fire their coach, bring in someone to completely implement new systems and schemes to bring out the best of all of those pieces. Other than like maybe Eckler moves on because he gets a bigger contract and they lose one of those wide receivers. Um, you still have Quentin Johnson. And there's yeah, things, they have a nice core young yeah, players there. There's pieces to work with, whereas Buffalo, everything's Buffalo. all going to turn up at once. And Buffalo's also had their chance, whereas the Chargers have not had their chance. That is true. If you're Buffalo, what do you have that's young that you can say, hey, this is a young nu- nucleus that we can use to win with? Yeah. Outside. Their money window is Kincaid? closing. Their money window is closing in Buffalo. Kincaid? And the and the digs thing is sour. I, I right. still think that doesn't end they well. They don't have a young receiver there that's good? They don't. No. They don't. Um, I don't think we need to spend much more time. And that one, uh, Kansas City, Jacksonville. Yeah, I, again, I didn't see it. I heard that was the letdown. You say it's a hell, of a, a hell of a game. I heard it was the letdown of the week. And, and that uh, it, it, sh- it should have been a bloodbath, and it wasn't. I thought <laughs> the over in this game was 51. And I thought we were going over. I did, too. And, I mean, I my. I had, did I have that, too? I think God I damn. Too. They just uh, kept punching each other in the yeah, mouth. Chris, Chris Jones was back with a vengeance. He had a big sack in they this were, game. They were giving him oxygen on the sidelines. Um, That's a good barometer on the Jaguars, too. It's because the Chiefs didn't even play their best game yesterday. And yeah. Kelsey getting back. And I know he had a touchdown. Kelsey getting back. And, and Chris Jones getting back. And you were held to nine at home. I, I the, actually thought that. that they had they had left a lot of plays on the field. Jacksonville did, and Lawrence knows it too. He 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 left a lot of plays on the field. Mm-hmm. He really did. Um, honest to God, the the thing in this game that kind of had me thrown off, I really didn't think Trevor Lord Trevor Lawrence played well. But also, I think Kansas City played great defense. I think Jacksonville's defense yeah. I was impressed with too. Uh, Mahomes did have a good game, but. Ultimately, I want to, I want one good game out of Jacksonville, so I feel like I have that. I was so high on Jacksonville. Yeah, that yes, I need to lay the some money on them. That division, I need the confidence. that division is still so bad that you're, you're I know. probably safe there, and I think that can move you on to that next game. Uh, yes, it will. Let's go to. 
I lost my spot. Colts Texans. Colts Texans. Uh, Anthony Richardson. He was the talk of the entire first half. He had two rushing touchdowns uh, out, out of the gate. And I'll be honest, he, looked, he was dancing in the end zone. and He looked fucking awesome yeah. running the football. And then I'm pretty sure, I can't, I think it was last week. I said if he kept doing what he was doing, he was going to get killed. Uncle Sam said it too. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we were both in lockstep on that. And then he got killed. Yeah. I told you he wouldn't last. I told you he wouldn't make it to the end of the year. He keeps doing that. But Gardner Minshew comes in 19 for 23, 171 yards and a touchdown. That's what happens when you put an experienced quarterback in there. Uh, He was running around and making plays. Oh, by the way, let me take this opportunity to dance a little bit on Justin Fields grade. Uh, C.J. Stroud, game two, 384 yards, went over 300 yards in his second career game. Justin Fields has yet to pass for over 300 yards. What's that again? Uh, Who did that? CJ Stroud. 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 My guy. Stroud. I, I think you. I think Stroud is gonna. I the, all the Ohio State quarterbacks have been atrocious. I I genuinely believe CJ Stroud is gonna be pretty. Stroud good. is gonna be real nice. It's it's NFL. early. You might not see it this year. Uh, can we talk about Nico Collins? Go ahead. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Seven for one forty six and a TD. Well, He's, you mentioned my guy Tank Dell in there as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Tank Dell popped off a little bit as well. Uh, Tank Dell finished with. Hold on. Hold on. He had seven for 72 in a TD. Uh, Dalton Schultz did end up playing. He was only four for 34, but Bob Trees did it again. Bobby Trees. It's six, two in a row. Six for 74 for Robert Woods. And you're starting to, they lost, of course, and they lost yeah. to what I think is a bad Colts team. But I'm starting to like that that uh, that feng shui that the te- Texans are giving off a little the, bit more. The, what's, what's hurting the Texans right now is David, they, uh, they're not able to, to get that Damian Pierce, Pierce going, yeah. they haven't been able to do that yet, so they're not balanced. So it's just him playing from behind, yeah. passing the football. But once they get that, they start committing to that run, getting that run game going, that's going to open everything up for him. I, I agree. I'm I'm excited to see where Stroud is at the end of the year. I'm I excited to see, like, more than the other two. More than Richardson and more than Bryce Young, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited oh, to see you. He'll throw for more yards than both of those guys. He might end up doing it. He's he's looked the best out of the three yeah. of them through two weeks. Uh, I will say I made that call too. By the way, what I picked Stroud out of all those guys to. I think I had Richardson. Would you like a cookie? Would you like? Huh? Would you like a cookie? We can give you. We can give. No, the, I want saying. my cookies, so I, saying, I'll give dude. him cookies. I'm just. I'll saying, get you man. the Justin Fields cookie. I'll give you the CJ Stroud. Oh, we all have more than. We have more cookies than that combined. Um, I like, I never thought I'd say this. I like the Houston Texans offense. Never it's thought I'd say it. Very serviceable, right? It's, it's, Shout out to Davis Mills. <laughs> uh, hold on. Shout hold on. Before Mills. you get your CJ Stroud cookie all off season, he talked about how Davis Mills was still the guy and they were going to give Davis Mills this whole year. I didn't know that he beat Davis Mills. I, I thought I, – I, I even said it. I didn't think – the only rookie I thought that would start was Richardson. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm actually – I have a lot invested in, in Steelers-Browns tonight, but I'm excited to see what Bryce Young does on television. Yeah. Uh, the game that ripped my heart out this weekend was the San Francisco 49ers playing a home game in Los Angeles. Sean McVay, what are you doing? There's four seconds left in the fucking game, okay? I've got San Francisco plus seven and a half in a five-way parlay where I'd already hit three and had Miami in the last one to win $7,000. And he kicked a field goal. 
So, so that is exactly what he was thinking. He fixed it. It was fixed. Is is I'm gonna that cover. That was fixed. He he's, a, he's a young coach. He's very cognizant of of spreads, and that's exactly what he was thinking. Anyway, did anybody actually watch the game? Yes, I, I did. I was with someone. I, my friends in town. One of them was from San Francisco, and we were struggling to stream the game because it wasn't on NFL Plus, and I couldn't find an illegal stream. So I actually was keeping up with that game. And Christian McCaffrey is in God mode right now. Yeah, he is. Christian McCaffrey. I, I will say this: top tier. Matt Stafford was tit for tat with them, dude. Oh, dude, come on. Oh, stop. Come Matt on. Matt Stafford dude. had them guys playing their ass. Dude, he threw the ball 55 times. Yeah. He had two You're interceptions. Too. Right. Yeah. He threw the ball 55 times. Yeah, yeah he's going to be in lockstep. Brock Purdy threw the ball 25 times. Brock Purdy was god awful. He was missing wide. Brock open Purdy. Yesterday. Okay. 25 let's, times. Let's stop. 17 for 25, Hold on. 206. Brock Purdy, 17 for 25, 206. Matt Stafford, 34 for 55 for 307, a touchdown and two picks. Brock Purdy, quarterback rating, 93. Matt Stafford, 65. What the fuck? And you're going to tell I just me told Stafford you. was the better guy. He was missing wide open receivers yesterday. Dude, he, he only had eight misses. He only missed the right. eight times. And right. guess what? When you have Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Okay. That's what I said before. Don't, you do. Th- you're going to piss me point. off so bad right you're, now. You're putting Matt me my Stafford fucking point. is fucking garbage. Listen to me. He is not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I'm not ready to snap they on you yet. They had opportunities to win that game. I'm not ready to snap on you yet for your Brock Purdy hatred. It, we'll, we'll wait you, down the you road. You've got to get over okay. it. We'll wait for like 6-0 and down the road. Because I don't think this was some outstanding game by any means from Purdy. Um, no, that he, being said, he was bad at times. Yeah, but I mean, he only missed. If you're only missing eight passes, that's, I mean, what's seven? All he had to do. Didn't have to throw the ball. That's the problem. The defense is good enough to win them 10 games. But guess what? Just because you have to throw the ball doesn't mean you're a good fucking quarterback. If you're you're 70%. You know what? You You are such a dick. You are such a hypocritical dick. No, he grew up in the 90s. They hate the the Cowboys and they hate the 40s. Listen listen to me. I grew up in the 70s. You grew up in the 70s. You saw the football football in the 80s and the 90s. And they hate the Cowboys and they hate the Niners. You grew up in the 50s. You're right. In the 70s. Stop. Stop. I'm checking the fuck out of you right now. You're going to sit here and put a crown on Matt Stafford, right? Oh, he threw the ball 55 times. Looked pretty good. Last year, all you fucking did, all you did was talk shit about Brady because he had to throw the ball 50 fucking times a game and talk shit about Stafford because he was a piece of fucking garbage. And now, now, because he plays against Brock Birdie and they only lose by a fucking touchdown, you're going to put a crown on him. You're just mad about $7,000, and I get it. No, fuck so that. I get fuck it. Fuck that. I get it. Uh, fuck that. But all I, mean, I will say is this. Puka Nakua. You want to give somebody credit? Give credit to Puka Nakua. Hey, Matt Stafford's the one ass-hammering oh, him with target. off with that. Do we, do we think... I'm, I'm going to get it back on track here, I promise. Do we think uh, Kieran Williams... Is it Kieran or Kyron? I don't fuck. Kyron. Do we, Kieran. Do we think that Kieran. he is the reason that the Cam Akers stuff is going on, or do we believe in the narrative that they're spreading, that there's lack of effort from Cam Akers? It's no, I, I think they really like that kid. Uh, I it's, disagree. It's deeper it than Kieran Williams. It might be a combination of both. Yeah. Lions should take a flyer on Cam Akers. He might be exactly what they I, I have not seen anything out of Kieran Williams yet that would make me want to get rid of Cam Akers when Cam Akers is good. So you think it's you think there's a deep rooted Listen, good Cam Akers is a hundred yards and a touchdown a week. We've seen good Cam Akers. For some reason, Cam Akers and the Rams can't get along. 
I would love to see Cam Akers go elsewhere and tear it up, but Kyron, Karen Williams has not shown me anything so far that would lead me to get rid of the upside that Cam Akers How many points did he have yesterday? Who? Williams. I played against him. He had like 30 points, dude. 28 points. Uh, he had two touchdowns. He had a pa- uh, receiving yeah. touchdown and a rushing touchdown. And Tutu Atwell wasn't bad either yesterday. No, right. seven for 77. 11-yard 11, 11 average. Running back for running back. Kieran Williams is a great compliment. If you're going to use him as a receiving Correct. back, but why can't you get along with Cam Akers? I don't know. Sean McVay is like that. He doesn't get along with people. At the end of the day, San Francisco is going to have the best record in the NFC. Well, this is all said and done. I, you know, they the still Eagles, have to play that juggernaut, the Seattle Seahawks. The Eagles have been, have been pushed twice in a row, and I wasn't. People were low on the Niners going into the offseason. Oh, by the way, Jake Moody hit a 57 yarder yesterday. Ho hum. Um, meanwhile, the Lions didn't kick because they didn't trust their kicker. Ho hum. Also, I think the only reason this game was as close as it was is because San Francisco. They came off the gas Let at the it end. Get there. They came off the gas at the end. San Francisco's the best team in football right now. Uh, Yeah, yeah. With Miami as a close second. Yeah, it's San Francisco. Or I think it's San Dallas. Francisco and Baltimore. Um, I don't like who Dallas played week two, but you. Fuck you. No, he's, he's just doing this now. No, no, for... no. I think he's half, I think uh, he's half serious. I think he's, he's half serious. He's not half serious. What? I think you're half serious about Dallas. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think their defense is as good as the 49ers. It's, it's the best. Dallas is the best defense in football. Yeah. I, I think actually think they've that's not off base. 49ers. That's not off base. It's not off base. No. But I'm, still, I'm sticking with 49ers. Their defensive line just wreaks havoc. You guys want to talk about that game? The yeah. Jets headed down to Dallas to play the Cowboys. There's not much to talk about. 30 to 10. Dallas's defense absolutely fucking dominated. Somehow the Jets got 10 points against them. Uh, Zach Wilson I, with I a was... 38 QBR to end the game. And Dak Prescott had a wonderful day. Uh, 31 for 38, 255, two touchdowns, QBR 113. Absolutely great day out of Dak. Uh, I thought the play calling for them, I thought Mike McCarthy did a really, really nice job. Keep the gas on the whole time. Listen, it, didn't let well, off. What, what won them the game was the defense. Period. I think it was the play. I, I was oh, watching Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. He literally <laughs> had two seconds to pass the ball. We can't. We can't overlook the Cowboys dropping thirty in the Jets' defense. And that is true. Can't well. overlook that. And can't. that's something to keep an eye on. That's what I'm saying. I that's thought. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Dak but, Prescott played a very we've nice. Got game. an offense that already is suspect. Outside a long play to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, it was one play. Yes. Their Outside whole game that, was one play. They were unable to run the football. Completely. And Zach Wilson had like 2.2 seconds to get the ball out. Correct. It was and that. that's not him. Brees he was Hall didn't even for come his to play life on every play. CD Lamb, 11 for 143. Beautiful game out of him. I, I, I'm sorry. Cowboys offense and defense clicked on both cylinders yesterday. And it was uh, all the, because of the Mike McCarthy. Of the Jets not being Dak. able to sustain a drive absolutely killed Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott really came to play yesterday. They did. There goes my hero. <laughs> um, I thought what happened if Aaron Rodgers was there. Anyways, uh, yo, did you hear? By the way, Aaron Rodgers says that he hopes to be back for the playoff run that the Jets are going to make. I I thought that I thought maybe he's already in the darkness shed there. He's or? already smoking the ayahuasca. Well, what's his face? Cam Akers did five months. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's freak. That's absolute freak shit. 
Um, the same injury. Same injury. Um, that being said, supposedly he had some experimental procedure, and and the guy, Dr. Neil Alatashe, or whatever his name is, is the king of fixing Achilles, and he's gotten more innovative and better. I mean, it's still a five- to six-month in- injury, and the Jets are probably – the way things are trending right now is the Jets are out of it by then, unless yeah. they, they make a phone call someone. I saw someone that said, call for Stafford and call for Kirk Cousins and call for this guy, and uh, that's probably the case at this point. Um, it's there. I know they're high on Zach Wilson. He ain't it. And even still, I was still low on the Jets going into it. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. I still had them in third place. So did I. Um, I just don't think their offense is that good. And I, you know, you wait for Aaron Rodgers and you, you go balls to the wall next year and see what you can do. Uh, next up, the Giants headed down to the desert to play the Cardinals. Uh, this, I, I'm pretty sure this was the one I keyed in on. The most is the dumpster fire of the fucking week. And turn, my God. Turn into a blood. I, I was shocked that the Giants stayed in that game because they were down so big. It was 20 so to early. 7 at yeah. the half. Yes. Or no, excuse me. It was 20, 20 to nothing. 0 20 to nothing. At, the at the half. And somehow, Joshua Dobbs, baby. Just, Danny Dimes. Holy fuck. Danny Dimes came up and Josh Dobbs went down. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, it, here's what happened. It was a team. It was a decent team that was playing really, really poorly, waking up at halftime to beat an awful team that played really well. <laughs> That's it. Okay. They were out coached. They were out quarterbacked. They were out defensed. The the, uh, the entire something half. I haven't thought about with the Giants is just Brian Dable's too good of a coach to let things get too out of hand for them. So it won't. They might have a down year. They might have a sub 500 record. It's going to be due to injuries and lack of talent and their schedule. It's not going to be due to their coaching or anything like that. I don't think Daniel Jones is that great, but you know what? Brian Dable came in and said, listen, motherfucker, we're not coming here to get embarrassed. And he, and he came out and dropped 31 in the second half. Did you see Wink Martindale on the sidelines just absolutely obliterating his defense? That's Yeah, it's good coaching. And right after that, they made their fucking comeback. How big of an impact is Saquon being out for the next at least three weeks? I think weeks? it's huge. Uh, just for the record, their next three games are at San Francisco, at home against Seattle, at Miami. It, it could be big. Um, I also think we'll we'll get to see a lot of Daniel Jones throwing the ball around like he did yesterday. Waller has been great through two weeks. And yes. Waller had a great game yesterday, and, and he they activated Jalen Hyatt. They opened him up a little bit yesterday. Finally. So Finally. It, it's good to see that because Jalen Hyatt's good. That's a good receiver. So it'll be nice to see what Daniel Jones is capable of. I dropped him. Um, did anybody watch the Washington-Denver game? Yes, I did. <laughs> Leave it to Russell Wilson to get the Hail Mary. Get the Hail Mary that gets tipped twice and then fuck up the two-yard slant play on the fucking two-point conversion. Uh, Washington went in a mile high to play the Broncos and won 35-33. The Commanders, who I picked to win five games, are now 2-0. It, Sam Howell. It'll end eventually. That'll, that'll all go to shit. It's got to, right? Like, I mean, Again, I think Denver is doing. that bad. They're I think playing good bad. defense. Their, de- their defensive line is they probably got one of the better front sevens in football, and they're running the football. Brian Robinson is unstoppable. Brian Robinson looked incredible yesterday. He was unstoppable yesterday. Two weeks in a row. Against a good Mm -hmm. defense. And he solidified himself in that now. Antonio Gibson only had two rushes yesterday. Um, 
like that he is the guy now. Brian Robinson's the guy. Sam Howell, 27 to 39 for 299, two touchdowns. That's a nice day. Did you see the touchdown McLaurin made with three guys? It was all absolutely over? beautiful. Terry McLaurin, five for fifty-four and a tud. Uh I, I don't it I don't I just don't think this is gonna work in Denver. It's just not clicking. There's theories that they're already clashing to Russ and Sean Payton. I mean, it's just not already. Yeah. Russell Wilson had 308 yards on 18 completions. 99% of the time you're choosing that big money quarterback that you're paying over the coach. You're you're siding with the player over the coach. They're not going to if they're if this is a true ownership group and true management, they're not going to overlook Sean Payton and his contributions. And I think we have a dark horse entrant into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. The Denver Broncos. Holy shit. Could you even imagine? Russ hasn't been bad, though. Russ's numbers have been good. Russ hasn't been bad. It's just, a, it's just it's just a major, it's the, the, it's the clash. Working. It's yeah. the clash between Peyton and. Yeah, but he clashed with fucking what's his name last year? Hackett? No, yeah. that was just, they were just all bad. Nathaniel Hackett just wasn't a good one. <clears throat> but he yeah. was clashing with Hackett last year. And Carroll the year before. It, it's just not looking good. And I mean, they were that fucking. I wanted them to get it just to see that game go to overtime because I thought that would have been a, a, a just an awesome way for it to end. It sucked. Um, now, do you think Pete Carroll moved on from him because he knew something that nobody else knew? Yeah, I do. I think that he you was think an so? evil genius. I'm starting to think that now. I think Pete Carroll just doesn't give a fuck. He's just that good of a coach that it doesn't matter. Sorry, Uncle Sam. Any, anything there? I, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, Pete Carroll would sell his mother... Honestly, I thought this was the most boring game <laughs> of the game. This was one of the more boring games of the week. Miami went into Foxborough to play the Patriots, and they won 24 to 17. Uh, New England. Not easily. New Not England easily made it. Listen, New England made it entertaining at the end. Slightly entertaining. Because, in my opinion, Miami was in full control of this game the whole time. They didn't really need to go too deep into the book of tricks. You know, Tua didn't really need to do too much. Raheem Mozart, they ran the ball really well. All in all, I don't think this game told me anything. Outside it did, of the it fact did that tell me something that Bill, the Patriots, Belichick, Bill Belichick has figured out how to block field goals. Yes, like he did. That was, that You're was right. Cool. Did you see that play? That was really yep. cool, and it's it's gone pretty viral. It's it's really well, and and then it it begs the question. How has no one done that? Before? Right, I was sitting there. Thinking, How has no one dude. motioned a gunner before? And then, and then Chris Collinsworth brought up a great point. He's like, "You're going to see that a lot this yeah. Saturday. All the college teams are going to be doing that." This oh week. yeah, they are. So um, that was great. I was. There wasn't really much. The Patriots aren't as bad as I thought they would be. Same. Agreed. That's it. Agreed. The Patriots are not as bad as I thought they'd be, and Miami just did what they had to do to win that game. Nothing right. else. So uh, Mozart, 18 for 121 and two touchdowns. If you're going into New, Eng New England, you better pack a lunch. Run the ball down pack their a fucking lunch. throat. That's yeah. it. You run the ball down their throat, you'll win the them. game. We, um, didn't, we didn't talk about Philly and Minnesota, but there's not much to talk about, I don't think. That was another backdoor cover, Oh, because we, we... We haven't been on since then. We had, yeah, we recorded Thursday, didn't we? Yeah, there's yeah. not much to talk about. The Eagles looked like a juggernaut. Everything that Minnesota did was at the end. They got a backdoor cover at the end to get the six points. Good for Swift. I I don't think that'll ever happen again. Swift, I don't either. Swift popping off. Everybody much. went fucking ballistic on that. Yeah. I, I just agree. think Vikings interior D is not that great. I think the Vikings D in general is not 
suspect. Yeah, their yeah. defense looks really looks suspect. Goofy. Um, other Outside anything? Daniel Hunter. Do we want to make picks for tonight's game? Yeah, we do. I think we should do that. Uh, also, Uncle Sam, you'll be real happy. Uh, Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper will be active tonight against the Steelers. I like Amari Cooper. <laughs> we, I think that's going to be a great game. Cleveland's heading Why into Pittsburgh. You? Yeah. Uh, oh, the 0 and 1 Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the 1 and 0 Cleveland Browns. Cleveland a two and a half point favorite, over under a 39. Let's hear it. I like. I'm going to take the over, and I'm taking Cleveland. <laughs> I am indeed taking the under. I like the under. Um, I think if there's one coach that, if you were to put a gun to my head, would have to get it right after something bad happens, it's the reason why they're always in it every year. It's Mike Tomlin, and if they don't watch out, it's bad. things are bad in Pittsburgh. But I do think the Browns are not that great, and I do think Mike Tomlin gets it done at home tonight. I like the under, and I like the Browns, or excuse me, and the Steelers. Excuse me. I, I like I like Cleveland. I I actually I'm going the over here. I got a feeling they're going to put some points up. I would game. love that. Points are always great. Yeah. I would love to I, watch. I like what Cleveland did in the offseason. Play well. I like what they did in the offseason. They've upgraded their their defense. And uh, I, I like him. I, I got a feeling that uh, Tug and Rub is going to have a really good game tonight. And Tug and uh, Rub in prime time. When was the last time he was in prime it's time? It's prime time. That's it. Prime time for a give me. I, I, I'm taking Cleveland. Give me Pittsburgh to cover, win, and give me the under. Okay. It's this. I got it. This game just has all the yeah. makings of being. 19 to 12. He's not going to lose to the Browns. He's not going to lose. Mike Tomlin cannot fucking lose to the Browns. And and conversely, are the Browns good? Was that a one-off last week? Were the Bengals just bad? So I'm, I think I'm excited to see that. I think that's part of it as well. The other thing, in an odd way, Deontay Johnson. In an odd way, Deontay Johnson not being there for Pittsburgh. Actually, I like their chances more for some reason. I'm excited to see George Pickens. Yes, and I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see our boy Darnell Washington. I yeah. want to see him get activated and Frere. Like I want to see them toss the ball around. I want to see those running backs go at it. Pittsburgh is so much better than what we saw last week. I agree. So I want to see it. I think Kenny Nick Pickett Chubb. Has a nice game. Why it'll be the key tonight. Nick Chubb over it's going to be the it'll be the key tonight. Full Chubb. Full Chubb. Are you Chubbed? I like Nick Chubb <laughs> and Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper. I have a huge game tonight. You want to give a Amari Cooper two touchdowns tonight? Is that what you're taking? No, one touchdown. One touchdown. Hundred yards and a touchdown. <laughs> over under 140 yards. What is? I'm over I'm telling I'm asking you 140. Does he go over that? 140 yards? Yeah, because that was no. C.D. Lamb's number. No, he'll be under that. Under. He'll have a tugger knot. He will. Oh, yeah. Tugger uh, rubble hit him for a tugger. The other one tonight, uh, I, I don't also, I just want to make it known, I don't like the two games on Monday night. Okay. I don't like the two divisional games. Huh? I don't like the two divisional games. And they're, from what I understand, this came into play for forecasting the writer strike, and Disney and ABC were like, how are we going to do this? We're going to put sports on. So now they got a game on ABC and they got a game on ESPN, and for that reason, it, it helps them combat the fact that there's not a lot of new shows coming out this fall. Nobody gives a shit. It ain't nothing good on TV anyway. It sucks. A thing since there's no, no. These they they're two. These it. they're two national games. You you have so, access to both of these games. That means you've got to flick back and forth. Yeah. 
If you have two TVs, a lot of people have two TVs. I was also thinking about the weirdos at Disney want to fucking run everything. Weirdos. Anyway, they're coming after your daughters, Uncle Sam. I'm sorry. Disney's coming after your daughters. (laughs) Yeah, they're coming after everybody. It's gonna be fucked up. Bill Gates. Uh, Weirdo. New Orleans heading to Carolina to play the Panthers. New Orleans a three point favorite. Over under a thirty nine and a half. I'm taking New Orleans minus three. I think they should win this game by a touchdown. I'm going to get my heart ripped out on it, and they'll end up winning by one. And I think I'm going to take the under in this game, too. Yeah. It just ain't there for me yet, like, for either of these teams. I hope it doesn't. I would love to see Alave go for 202 Uh, touchdowns. is playing tonight, no? Shark. Shark. He, he can't say the C in DJ Chark. Oh. Chark. DJ Shark. You, how do you say church? <laughs> church. He could say that C, but the Chark C doesn't happen. It's like Justin anyway, Herbert. It's Herbert. The H Herbert. is silent. That's, that's fine. Yeah. That's French Canadian. Um, what are you, who are you taking tonight? I'm taking New Orleans. Over, under? Any under. I'll be the asshole here. I was high on the Panthers. I'm I'm still high. On the Panthers, and I just don't think New Orleans is that good. I like Panthers D at home as their home opener. Is Bryce Young's first game at home, and he's a winner. He's a winner. He's won everywhere he's gone. I don't think he's going to stop winning in the NFL, and I think he's going to want to win this week. And, I, and therefore, I like the Panthers. I like their defense at home. I like the under. I like the Panthers to cover and the Panthers to win outright as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Heavy D from Gold's Gym. We posted his picks yesterday. He oh. – uh, Heavy D, my trainer, Heavy D. Don? Heavy D? Yeah, Heavy D. Who, D-Row? No. D-Row's uh, name is Heavy D because he is heavy and he's a D. He is also taking he's Carolina plus three tonight. <laughs> so we're going to go New Orleans. We'll let them go Carolina and see what happens. Everybody took the under, though, right? Did you take under? Cleveland Browns tonight. Is that they're, your lock my of lock. the night? Is that your lock of the night? That's my lock of the night, Cleveland Browns. Anything else to add? No. Anything else to add? No. That was a long one today. What did we have? About 40 minutes of uh, we did. We, we went too long on the line. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Don't apologize. Don't do that. Don't fucking apologize. And we probably repeated the same thing the entire time. But it's, I mean, well, they it was hard to us. figure out what the technical difficulty It ruins we my having. week. The Lions losing ruins my week. And I know I'm I'm a 31 year old grown man, and I shouldn't let that happen. But when you're looking forward to that Listen, one for I was 10 so days, depressed yesterday. Yeah, that I I didn't even eat. <laughs> uh, honestly, I didn't eat a lot. I didn't check my phone. Well, I was I was actually bummed out because I expected more. I expected more out of them, dude. I expected them to show the world that they were they were real contenders, and what they showed was they're not. Hey, they're it's, not. It's early. They're not. No one said I that about the Chiefs not. last year when they lost in Indianapolis. We we've anointed them the 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 crown of the division. I I I don't see it yet. Who? The Lions. Well, I don't know. We'll I see. don't see it yet. In this division, they're the crown of the division. Anyways, that's it till Wednesday. Okay. Uh thank you for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, check us out on YouTube. Remember to subscribe there. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear from us on Wednesday.